Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Man, man, what can I say? Duval! We knew it was going to be easy. We knew it was going to have to battle our tails off, man. That's what we did. We overcame and we won. Duval! You said going to beat them Saints? Came back to the booth. Got that dub, man, on a short week. It don't matter how it happened, bro. As long as you got more points than them. Hey, go Jack. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. Those were the sounds of the Jaguars' celebration after their Thursday night football win Go over ahead. the Saints. Take a moment. Take a bow. Yes. Take a bow. You can lap it. You can take your victory no, lap so if you want. Just for people who are unaware, everyone in the preseason, mm. everyone in the preseason doubted Michael Thomas. They all faded Michael Thomas. Except for one man. One man. One Jay believer. Croucher. Yeah. Jay Croucher. And seven short weeks later, he scores a touchdown. Jay Croucher, here it What's is. The Watch this. Derek Carr actually throwing over 15 yards. It's a nice catch. What a catch. He gets two feet down. Boom. Touchdown for number 13. Number 13 on the field, but number one in Jay Croucher's heart. One knee equals two feet right there. Michael Thomas for six. There you go. And you know what happens on the happy hour uh, today? I'll tell you right now, Connor Rogers. As soon as we're back on camera. There we go. Oh, yes. Croucher JD vindicated. Thank you. All the tweets coming in at Vanderhoof. Thank you, Andrew. That's right. With a Michael Thomas gif. Oh, we appreciate you, Andrew. Michael's Thomas Believer. It's singular. Not believers. Drink for free. Michael Thomas. So, Jay, you drink for free. Congratulations. Finally, it only took seven weeks. You know what that touchdown reminded me of? Reminded me of Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl, <laughs> catching that touchdown. I've yeah. had a similar vibe. Very similar no, look, vibe. great game from, uh, from MT. His yeah. friends call him MT. I call him MT. You guys sure. call him Michael Thomas. He now, has, he now has more fantasy points on the season than Nick Chubb. And Austin Eckler, various other players, oh, yes, have very been healthy running backs. Injury. Uh, no, it's been a great year for Michael Thomas. You guys never believed in him. He's a top thirty wide receiver in fantasy. <laughs> Outperforming his ADP, Matthew. You know what? He actually is. All jokes aside, he actually is. Nice to see him getting to the end zone. I mean, the fact is, is he's out there. Um, <laughs> you know, on we, it's week seven, and he's, he's week playing. seven. He's still playing. He's playing. He's still playing. And now that Derek Carr doesn't like to throw deep anymore at all, Michael like Thomas. you know. Whatever, what is it, Slant Guy? What's, what's, the, what's, what's the nickname? I, slant, I think Slant Boy. <laughs> slant Boy? Is, what, yeah. I know, I know he doesn't like yeah. that nickname. No, but, he's um, not. They call uh, Jamal Adams Blitz Boy, and what? they call Michael Thomas Slant Boy. It's, it's very, very insulting. It's very insulting. Yeah. 
He's a very good wide receiver. We like Michael Thomas here on the show. Not as much as Jay, but we are a pro-Michael Thomas show. Mm. Uh, make no mistake about it. But, yeah, uh, you know, uh, listen, Godspeed. Congratulations. Yeah, I just love that I, when Michael Thomas scores a touchdown, there are people in America who immediately think, Jay Croucher. Yes. Yeah. Same thing's going to happen when Najee Harris breaks a 12-yard run at some point. You know what? It just, it just goes to show you've got a brand, yeah. and that brand is Michael Thomas. <laughs> MT, yeah. yeah. Michael Thomas in 2023. For yeah. all the Najee Harris... Yeah. Eight mm. you've dealt with this offseason. This should, this one should feel. I think good. it's gonna be yeah. a big game. For Michael Najee, Thomas, Najee yeah. Harris. Yeah, it's all, I feel like it's all coming Crouch. together. I feel like Najee's getting like fifty rushing yards <laughs> yep. and like five. The receptions. Alexander Madison. Yeah, big eighteen game. for forty-four. By the way, fifty rushing yards. That's what Alvin Kamara and Travis Etienne got last night, <laughs> and both crushed. So you know what? You might be okay there. There is a scandal in America, and it's of Alvin Kamara's receptions. It's, it's just absolutely insane. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Since he has come back, this is a dude with a 24% target share. He's had, <laughs> he's had eight or more targets in three out of the four games. Over 60% of his total fantasy points have come from receiving, which is not surprising. He leads all running backs, Jay. Every running back in the NFL, Alvin Kamara leads in targets and receptions this season. He missed the first three games. <laughs> He's got seven fewer receptions than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. This is what the Saints offense leans on more than anything right yeah, now. Yeah, Dink and Dunk Boy, can we call him that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, it is. It just, I have this theory that Derek Carr can no longer throw deep accurately. Since the injury, you know, like, I mean, I know he's taken some shots, but yeah, it, he doesn't look, look right. like, he doesn't look right. And so what's, oh, by the way, and the, and the Jaguars played him deep. They played too deep a lot last night. So just the undernight stuff was just wide open. Uh, I can't believe none of us bet the over on Alvin Kamara's receptions. <laughs> when we were doing off. our best Could have bet. bought it up. Yeah, for like I mean, plus two thousand. I mean, dude. Uh, so anyway, huge game for uh, for Alvin Kamara there as well as you also saw um, uh, some of the others. Uh, Chris Olave, whatever. Fifteen uh, you, targets. You got fifteen targets. It's, you know, some, some of them, them were are in inbounds. Stands. Some of them were, yeah. yeah some no, of them some, were some uh, of the fans. in the uh, in the field of play. <laughs> I'm not worried about uh, Chris Olave. Again, this is a bad game in seven for fifty-seven. Like you can live with it. Like Carr will get right. Like one of the reasons we liked Olave so much coming into the season was because Derek Carr is such a good deep ball thrower. He has not been that way recently. I have to believe it's something with the shoulder that he's he's playing through pain, but hopefully now he's got the mini buy. Maybe he gets a little bit healthier. They play the Colts next week, so hopefully you know it uh, gets it going. Like I will say, their upcoming schedule: Colts, Bears, Vikings. Then a buy. Like yeah, they'll be okay. They'll be okay. And as long as Alvin Kamara is catching two-yard dump-offs and running for another two yards, and that's their entire <laughs> offense. God bless. Jay, what would you make Kamara's receptions prop next week? Genuine question: Eight and a half. No, I don't think it could be enough. Is it crazy? <laughs> it's not crazy. Okay. He's getting eight targets game. Six and a half? I would say maybe six and a half, seven and a half. I know, and they just lost to the Jags. <laughs> so I think they could change the offense. You could change the philosophy. I honestly think it'll be like six and a half and okay. minus 140 the over or right, something. Yeah, like it'll be. Fun. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's so strange. He does look more explosive than yeah. he did last year, to be fair. this is fresh legs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he is the offense right now. With Carr, I mean, it's a good sign in a way that he threw the ball 55 times. 
it's a bad sign that he barely had 300 yards throwing the ball 55 times. But to your point about the schedule, coming into the year, the Saints had the easiest schedule in football. That yeah. is about to manifest itself more and more. So Carr will throw more touchdown passes. I think he will get healthier. Uh, and so I think this offense is going to be weirdly fantasy friendly because there is Kamara is clearly going to start him every week. You start him every week in a big way. Olave going to start every week. Michael Thomas is flex viable. Cars getting volume. I don't know. It's not a very inspiring team, but there are some stats to be had. I mean, of course, you know, in a game in which uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, touches the ball like almost thirty times. Taysom Hill gets the touchdown. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. It's okay. Alvin Kamara managers, I think you guys did just fine. Um, but, you know, he's averaging – Kamara is averaging 26 touches a game. He's had at least 24 touches in every single game since he came back. Now, Jamal Williams makes his debut last night. We returns, but, you know, very barely involved. It's clear that, that right now that they're riding Kamara. He's, you know, he's a borderline RB1. I mean, you know, I mean, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, it, like, it's not right. Um, uh, but uh, – <laughs> My, my, my friend Ian Harditz always loves to put, post these tweets, and I, I like every tweet one the other day about, like, um, you know, just two guys earning, like, <laughs> .8 PPR points and, like, you know, one running back running, like, you know, eight yards through a bunch of tackles and then another guy getting a ball, catching a ball behind the line of scrimmage and falling backwards two yards, and they're both worth .8 PPR points. I mean, PPR just skews things, but – and Kamara is just, like, the poster child of, like, you know – Ponzi scheme is the right way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speak the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, something is going on here. At the but, States. you know, listen, don't hate the player, hate the game. This is the game we play. This is the life we chose. So, uh, you know, for those of you with, with Kamara and your team, God bless. Why don't you think? I think this continues to, by the way. I don't think this is a fluke. Like, I agree with you. He looks healthy. He looks explosive. Um, you know, and he's getting massive volume. And the two other running backs have dealt with injuries all year. Correct. So. Why do you think Rashid Jahid's getting used more? Because to me, he looks like their most explosive player, and he just doesn't get the volume. I think it goes back to Barry's point of Carr not looking right, throwing down the field. The no. snap, the actual yeah. usage, though, is bizarre. I know he's their return man. And great special teams. Man. I was going to say, I think they limited snaps, snaps because he, they, yep. they need him so much on special teams. They try to limit snaps in the passing game. But, but I agree else. with you. Yeah. Right, that's the thing. <laughs> Wouldn't he be more effective being skewed away from at least kick returns? He's a great punt returner, so I'd, move him all, I'd keep him on that. Yeah, but I mean, how many targets did he get yesterday? Like seven or eight? He had seven or eight. Yeah. So, Caught four of them. Right. He had eight. Um, uh, and so, you know, I got some tweets. Somebody tweeted me like, oh, great call on Rashid Shaheed. First Barry. Was you know, sleeper. he sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the wrong person. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. So, number one, wasn't my sleeper. <laughs> um, it was Connors. And, and number two, by the way, by the way, eight targets, and he basically should have had a touchdown if Carr throws the ball anywhere close to, you know, I mean, like, you know, Shahid made, like, a one-handed grab and almost yeah. came down with it, but, like, an even semi-decent professional throw from Derek Carr, and you got a touchdown. If I told you before the game that in a week where six teams are on a bye that Rashid Shahid was going to get eight targets, you'd have been like, I'll take that. Sign me up. So, Number one wasn't my call, but probably should have been. I don't know why you're giving me grief, dude. He also wasn't being drafted. Like right. My point was like, <laughs> yeah. just take this guy with Thank your last you. pick, and maybe uh, you have a, a Bimageddon yeah. flex player. And he's had some good weeks. Let's but. be very clear. Connor has had much worse calls 100%. than Rashid Shaheed. 100%. So Derek Carr passing yards under last yesterday. Yeah, exactly. There's one of them. Uh, there you and go. he didn't deserve to go over, by the way, no, the, way he he played. No. the way he played. Another Ponzi scheme. Another, yeah, the Saints. Saints. Stay away from everything Saints related. When we have to do um, best bets for a Saints primetime game, I'm uh, sitting out next time. Uh, I will. So let's move over to uh, the Jaguars here. I will just say this also. 
I could not have believed in your Cam Jordan bet yesterday more. Yeah. Uh, I doubled my normal bet because I was because you convinced me so hard. Sorry. But I made that. Well, but but yeah. Lost. No, it, did, it didn't. I mean, but that was. But that's what that's what crazy, and it's leading me into this, which is yeah. the fact that like in a game in which Trevor Lawrence was a true game time decision, and you literally watch the warmups. He's wearing a big brace. And you're like, oh, here's Cam Jordan, who leads the, who's one of the league leaders in the NFL in quarterback pressures. Yep. And you've got this quarterback that's out there on half a leg, who's barely a game time decision. And you're like, this feels like a very good bet. And not only did, did it not cash, but he was kept clean. There was not one sack this entire game. Trevor Lawrence has his uh, uh, his his year leading game in rushing yards. He has almost 60 rushing yards. He's 59 on the ground. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, like. Trevor Lawrence played his uh, played his hair off. Uh, I was going to say something else. Then I, then I thought, you know what? Hair works. Yeah, Alexa. I didn't want Alexa to have to deal with HR on a Friday. Poor Alexa. You know, so anyway, we'll go with hair. He, he played his hair it's, off. Both of these quarterbacks, there was 84 pass attempts between them. One sack because yeah. they couldn't get a finger on Lawrence. Trayvon Walker cannot win. He cannot yeah, shed a block. He cannot night. shed a block. He had a 5% back up pass tackles. rush win rate, which is dreadful. I think Miles Garrett had a 31% pass yeah, rush win rate against Trent Williams right, good last week. Yeah. Exactly. Unbelievable. You know, um, I mean, back to that bet. That's why DraftKings HQ is made of gold bricks, though. <laughs> yeah. <you're> wondering. <laughs> that's why DraftKings can afford to like. You were there recently. You saw the gold bricks HQ. Uh, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they put me up in a very nice hotel. I was going to say, I bet you had a great trip. They yes. put me, Derek, yeah. Drefke's put me. Well, you said Jordan the sandwich money. you had for lunch was phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal yes. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crown is mine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say this uh, about Trevor Lawrence, though. Uh, the rushing made up for the lack of the touchdown passes. He's now had one or fewer touchdown passes in five of his past six games. But the rushing is getting there. 30 or more rushing yards in three of the past four games. And, by the way, shocking. Again, just sort of like this is the life we chose. On the road at New Orleans on a short week, he's a, literally a true game-time decision, and he has his best fantasy game of the year, 18.1 fantasy points. It's the first time he's been over 18 all season long. I said on Twitter, I'm like, he's active. I wouldn't start him if I can. You know, and like, right. I mean, show, I mean, he made my hate list, and I was wrong. I think it's a reminder that just with injury news, it's best to always fade the idea that something is certain. Think back to David Montgomery being, oh, is he going to play yeah. against Green Bay? Oh, oh 33 carries. Weeks. Literally yeah. 33 carries when it wasn't clear. And three touchdowns. Play. Yeah. No, but it, what, for me, it was just one of the facts. Like, I'll own it. Like, he was on my hate list. Clearly a wrong call. I apologize, America. I also apologize for Connor's Rashid Shahid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, your name's on the show. So we are your responsibility. It's, it's completely Don't my forget fault. That. Listen, so my bad. All right, so just I apologize uh, for all of uh, you peacockians that are working, watching right now. That's what I've decided our fans are called, yeah. peacockians. Well, that's strange. <laughs> is, that, is it incorrect? No, you'll see plenty of them in Philly. Yeah, I can't all the wait. peacockians. All the peacockians. We'll there. We got to hear from Lawrence um. after the game. <laughs> Uh, uh, if you want some perspective on this injury going forward and just yeah. how his knee is feeling. So let's hear from Trevor Lawrence. Okay, here we go. Yeah. It's good. I mean, golly, it's crazy how you have a you have something like that going on. You don't plan on moving a lot and you end up running the ball more than I, I usually do. So it's just it's funny how that works. But, um, you know, it felt pretty good. I was happy with it and didn't bother me too much. Definitely didn't, you know, set it back. So I'm really, really happy with that. That was the goal is play, find a way to win the game, and not set it back. And we get 10 days now to, to recover and get ready for Pittsburgh. So, I mean, it went perfect, honestly. So that was really good. 
spill and a victory can't shake off. I just, but I mean, my point is, is like, yes, like, so owned and owned and uh, owned and owned, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, what, what? I was trying to think of something else. No, it was like, um, uh, ass and answered. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like oh, a, I got to owned and owned. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I love Trevor Lawrence's look. Just that every single moment I think he's about to break up with Misha Barton on the OC. <laughs> right, like, he's got that right. kind of vibe. Yeah, he's Very really, good. he's really, ready. he's uh, he's about ready to go catch some waves with uh, with uh, Brody. Yeah. Um, uh, in Point Break. Um, uh, is it Brody or Bodie? Bodie. Bodie. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Close. He, he, f- owned and owned. Owned and owned. Yes. Owned and owned. Exactly. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, no. I was just going to say, is it's like like so? Uh, asked and answered on the hate list. Bad call by me. But. Even Trevor Lawrence didn't expect to run that much. That's the point. Like, it wasn't designed runs. It was all just sort of scrambles that ended up working out as well. Saints come into this game. They were home. It was a short week. They were the eighth-best scoring defense in the NFL coming into this game. They were the eighth-best pass defense in the NFL over the last four weeks coming into this game. And so, you know, we just – I didn't expect this. Trevor Lawrence played uh, played fantastic. And as we, uh, as we talked, you know, their schedule is not bad either, at least next week. They have now a 10-day a a bye – uh, 10 days to get ready for Pittsburgh, sort of the mini buy. Then they have a buy. Uh, then it gets. Uh, then they get the Niners out of the buy. So okay. So the only other thing that I think we need to talk about here um, is the pass catchers. Christian Kirk, the over that did cash for me uh, yesterday. We had the over on the receiving yards uh, that cashed pretty easily uh, as well. Six for 90 and a touchdown since week three. Christian Kirk has a 23% target share now. Zay Jones has missed four of five. Four of those five games. But still, since week three, he's averaging almost 16 points per game and has a 23% target share. You see it there on your screen between what he did last night and what Calvin Ridley did not do. He's now had 40 or fewer receiving yards in five of his past six games. Since week two, Calvin Ridley is the 57th best wide receiver in fantasy points per game. Targeted on just 13% of his routes against the Saints. It was his second fewest amount of targets in a game this year. Lattimore, I think, had something to do with that, but still, a little concerning. Changing of the guard here, Jay Croucher? Well, I think Lattimore is a massive effect. Like, people forget, like, Marshall Lattimore is a top three, four cornerback in the NFL, and he just makes guys disappear. He's having a fantastic season under the radar. So, with Ridley, still believe in the talent. Also, the guy didn't play football for, like, multiple years, and now he's coming back. So, I think he'll get better as the season goes on. But, Connor, this Jags offense, I mean, they put up points, admittedly, seven of them on an interception return touchdown, but... It just seems slightly off at the moment, not really clicking on the ground. ETN is getting his touchdowns, but he hasn't been super efficient. Lawrence isn't putting up big numbers. Do you think that it's just like offensive line, just things a little That's bit out of go. guilty? Yeah. yeah, I was going to go there. I think the offensive line isn't an average yeah. unit, but they have so much talent and good coaching that they can rise above that. Yeah. I mean, you look at what Trevor Lawrence can do even on a bad leg. You look at Travis Etienne trying to make something out of nothing. They spread the ball around. Evan Ingram gets involved. When Calvin Ridley's not going, Christian Kirk is going. When Zay Jones is healthy, he's involved. So I think if the line settles in at some point this season, and maybe the schedule will lighten up at some point, I mean – they could, they're going to be able to throw at Pittsburgh. We know that. Then they have to buy to get healthy. San Francisco a little tougher, but Tennessee and Houston, because they're in a weaker division, they'll be okay. So I think that's the thing to keep an eye on here, Jay. And I, I believe in Doug Peterson's play calling, yep. which always helps. Uh, there's no question. I think it'll just be interesting. I think both Ridley and uh, Christian Kirk are borderline wide receiver two slash threes. Obviously, it hasn't been there as much as you would like to for Ridley. Uh, you know, I'll sort of see how it shakes out. And, see it. and Zay Jones being out has certainly affected this passing offense. So we'll see how it shakes out when they play Pittsburgh. And I do my rankings for that next week as well. But they're both sort of right there. I don't know that it matters. I think you're still starting uh, Ridley every week. But I think Kirk has now earned his way into just 
he's just a must-start every week going forward. Um, speaking of must-start going forward every single week, the last one I want to just mention is Travis Etienne. Mm. Now, I play in 17 leagues, right? Do you know how many of those leagues I played against Travis Etienne in last night? I'll say six of them. Yeah, probably <laughs> about that, right? And do you know how many other leagues that I played Alvin Kamara in, against Alvin Kamara last night in? About another six. But there's one league where I played against somebody that had Alvin Kamara and Travis Etienne. Mm. And that person who has both those players is producer Damien <laughs> in a league that we played against a, with a bunch of other former ESPNers. And I'm super bitter about that. You know what that did? That sucked, is what it did. <laughs> yeah, when I hurt. woke up and I'm down 70 uh, this morning. I'm by Mageddon. Yes. Hey, you're probably starting some pretty rough flexes. Yeah. You'll make it up. Stupid Damien. It's tough, too, because it's not like Kamara really had a great game. No. In terms of football. And Etienne wasn't efficient and just got in the end zone. Right. They, well. they both had like 50. They both had like <laughs> under 60 rushing yards and like whatever, almost 60 fantasy points. Like, for a running back to have a huge fantasy day, you'd like them to have more than 50 rushing yards. And neither of these guys did. But whatever. Kamara has ridiculous dunk, dink and dunk receptions, and Etienne gets in the end zone twice. How many running backs would you take over Etienne the rest of the season? McCaffrey, obviously Alvin Kamara, seemingly, with his yeah. 15 I mean, receptions again. I, I mean, Eckler. Uh, that might be it. I mean, it might be it. Like, we'll see what Tony I, Pollard I, I would say I'd still take Pollard. Pollard. I'm not jumping Pollard, off the Pollard bandwagon um, there. Pollard, I'm still holding up uh, hope for uh, Bijan. Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with Jonathan he, Taylor as the season he, goes on. But I mean, he's a and, if, and if I knew Dave Montgomery was going to play the rest of the year, I think there's an argument there just because touchdown like he machine. is a touchdown machine as well. But honestly, the uh, to your point, DeAndre Swift is looking pretty good. Mm. You know, the like if you knew Achan and Moster, I mean, but like my point, your point is very clear, which is how many? Not many yep. is the answer. He's a locked in RB one. He should be treated as such for the rest of the season. Like getting massive workload. Tank Bigsby. We thought Tank Bigsby was going to be a thing. Tank Bigsby is no. merely insurance. He should be rostered in every league if you have ETN because of how much they're running the ball yep. and efficient that offense is. But Bigsby, if you don't have ETN, try to trade him to whoever has <laughs> ETN in your league, or you can feel free to drop him because he's just, um, you know. He's not going to be a thing as long as ETN's healthy. Yep. Let's jump into the notable injuries we're tracking going into the weekend. Jimmy Garoppolo with the back injury. He's out. We will see officially who is announced the starter. We were leaning yesterday that we think it'll be Brian Horner, but we will see. DK Metcalf, he did not practice. That is the second straight mispractice as he's dealing with both ribs and hip injury. Roshan Johnson with the concussion, he didn't practice. Then a bunch of limited. Devontae Smith, Jameer Gibbs, Kyler Murray's window has opened, although nobody's expecting that him to be activated. Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, I think he's going to be okay. It sounds like more veteran rest in his mm-hmm. limited. Deshaun Watson dealing with the shoulder. This is his first practice since week five on the with the bye, but... I mean, he's even said it. He's not going to be himself. And then Deontay Johnson, Jay, is full. Deontay Johnson will be back. Yep, looks like Deontay Johnson will be back. Pat Frymuth will yes. not be. Re-aggravation. Kind of sneakily. It looks yeah. like he was going to come back, and now he's not going to be back. So that is something uh, yeah. to take into account. NFL Network reporting that just before we went on air. And the other thing, that the two ones that came up here for me is, first off, do, do the books care at all about who starts for the Raiders? We think it's going to be Hoyer. It hasn't really been announced yet, Hoyer or O'Connell. But has, will the line move at all if we know one versus the other? I don't think so. I don't think there's a massive difference between Nate and O'Connell and Brian Hoyer, particularly in that offense where it just seems to be just, all right, where's Devontae, where's yeah, Jacoby? Yeah. Um, I don't know right. veteran. Yeah. yeah, let me so just hand off to Josh Jacobs. Jimmy, Jimmy is someone who's always, I think, that the advanced stats have always been higher on than I think the common consensus just because he never takes sacks, which is actually hugely beneficial. But 
but between Hoyer and O'Connell, I don't think it's a massive difference. And fantasy-wise, I don't think it's a massive difference either. I think I might prefer Bryant Hoyer fantasy-wise. Just he's just more polished at this point. I you agree. know, O'Connell did. You know, Con- O'Connell had a really nice preseason. I actually think his upside is high in this league, but didn't feel ready for prime time. Yeah. You know, held the Ho- ball forever. He just yeah. wasn't seeing it. Uh, Hoyer, at least you know, can get the ball. He's a pro quarterback. Ex- Exactly. Say what you want about him at this age. But he is a he's a professional quarterback with all, you know, in all due respect. Um, and he'll be facing off against uh, uh, Tyson Bagent, or as uh, my friend Ian Harditz calls him, T-Bag. Yes, I did see yeah. this. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, it's great nickname. I, yeah. I think it's a good nickname. It's a very good nickname. Villain in prison break and now a uh, yeah, quarterback in the yes. NFL facing off against the Well, we, I, just, I just want to say this real quickly, um, just as we'll talk about this game for a second. Um, I have no idea if Tyson Bagent can play, but I'll say this. I, we, I don't think the Bears know this. that either. He's coming from D3. 100%. But, again, to, uh, I thought it was D2. Is D3? Pretty sure. It's uh, D2. 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 Not the fact that, FBS. Hey, yes. The fact that he made, not only made an NFL roster, uh, undrafted free agent making an NFL roster as a quarterback doesn't happen all that often. To do it from a, you know, a non-FBS school – is unbelievable. So first off, this guy has faced a lot of challenges and overcome a lot in his life just to get here. And um, we were on a group text where uh, there's a, there was an SC featured from ESPN. RG3 did one in the pre-draft process about uh, Bajent and his father, who's like this crazy world champion arm wrestler. Like he's won 17 world titles or something like that. And after watching that, I'm going to tweet it out later, like, I don't know if the kid can play, but I'm sure rooting for him. Yeah. Like, it's a great oh, yeah. story. I am rooting so hard for this kid. So um, let's go teabag. My Tyson Bajant story is when I watch all the film for the draft, the server I use has every school you can imagine. Some of the film you watch, you look like you're watching at a high school in rural Arkansas. Shepard's film was not uploaded into the server. And the first time (laughs) I saw Tyson Bajant was at the Senior Bowl. So that's how long of a road where finding Shepard film, you'd have to go through hoops. And this is the same server that a lot of teams use. Yeah, right. So that so the fact he made it to the Senior Bowl, performed well, got drafted, and is now playing is a is a I don't think he got drafted though, right? I think it was, was he, he, I was thought he was a, a priority free agent. I think it was a UDFA. Even the fact that he made the Bears roster at this oh, point is, and is a success set, story. Not, not yeah. only not only made the Bears, but he's their number. Two, like he he beat out everyone yeah. in camp to be the number two behind yep. Justin Fields. It's an unbelievable story. So rooting for the kid quite a bit. The only other thing that I want to bring up here in terms of the injuries was just Jameer Gibbs. Just before we went on air. Uh, Dan Campbell was quoted as saying, uh, Schefter tweeted this out, uh, Campbell, quote, I think he's going to need to take the load, parentheses, of the work. I'd like to say we're going to be careful with him, but the reality is we need him. And so take it with a grain of salt. I I still feel like Craig Reynolds is getting 20 touches in this game. The the touchdown. Yeah, the the one touchdown here. They're on the road at Baltimore, which is not a great matchup, but not a terrible one. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they're 18th against the run over the last four weeks, so it's not an impossible one here. Um, but I don't know that it matters because you're starting Jameer Gibbs, whatever workload he gets, but just something to keep an eye on. I think that's interesting. Um, you know, Gibbs could have, a, a, you know, the Gibbs game we're waiting for. Yep. One quarterback note while we sat down to record the show, it sounds like Deshaun Watson has been running with the Browns' starting offense, as you see here from Mary Kay Cabot, who co- has covered this team for a long time. Mm-hmm. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson took all the first reps in the open part of practice Friday and had good zip on the ball. Some clips to come. Eyeball test looks like a go. 
for the Colts game. So Sean Watson uh, trending. Weird the situation overall. The line has gone from Browns minus one and a half to minus three, and getting two three that's a big jump because the three is a key number. So looks like he will go. As to how effective he is, we'll yeah. just have to say it's a guessing game. And the over under is up to forty and a half as yep. well. So again, they're expecting Watson there and a little bit more offense. Yep. It's that time of the week because it is Friday. Our friend and colleague, Denny Carter, joins the show for the Regression Files. Denny writes this column every single week. Players who are overproducing or underproducing based on their workload, playing time, and opportunity. Denny, I see you are in the Halloween spirit. How are we doing on this Friday? I am. I have my uh, my Peanuts shirt on. Uh, my kids saw this shirt today, and they go, what's that? And I said, Excuse me? What do you mean? What's that? This is wow. Charlie Brown Halloween. What's what's your what's your it's, issue? I believe the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, they, they, right. They, they never heard of it. They, they, the kids, the kids are hopeless. I'm uh, well, I failed as a parent. To, to be fair, they're literally that, that, your kids. What? <laughs> they're you're literally your kids, Denny. So I know. So you. yeah, I think I think I think the takeaway here is you're a bad father. <laughs> I think I think that that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm tilting over uh, it. Uh, yeah. And Matthew, by the way, I didn't know you were a Tyson Badgent truther. This is good to know. Yeah, yeah, I am. Teabag. Yeah, my guy. Teabag. I mean, I'll I, call him Tyson Bagent. That's okay. I, 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 am, I could be wrong on this. I think it's Tyson Bagent, right? Like agent, but Bagent? I, 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 yes, I, I believe, believe so. it's. I think it's Bagent. It? Yeah, just so you know. Right. But again, you can just shorten it to Teabag. And then just you don't have to worry him, about it. And then you don't have to worry about it. Oh, right. No. Exactly. My guy. He's my guy. I'm in. He I'm is. in. Listen, I'm just, I'm rooting for the kid. That's all it is. I think it's a great story. I hope the kid plays his, plays his you know, hair off. That's the well, listen, I'm going to throw yeah. in a DraftKings lineup for you this week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Denny, after your tough Halloween parenting, uh, it seems like you, maybe you could be a positive regression dad this week. We'll yeah. see where that goes. But yeah, give, know where to go but up. Give me yeah. a negative regression candidate from your article this week. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, George Pickens. And I don't take any pleasure in saying this because George Pickens has been really solid with Deontay Johnson out with a hamstring injury. Deontay practiced all week. He's going to return uh, reportedly for this game against the Rams uh, this coming week. Now, with Deontay on the field, we we know that Deontay Johnson does one thing. He commands targets. Does he do much with them? Not really. But that's okay. You know, for fantasy purposes, we're okay with that. Just like we're okay with Alvin Kamara being a, a a cheat code in PPR. With him on the field, George Pickens only sees a target on 15% of his routes, okay? With Deontay off the field, that jumps to 25%. So it's a huge difference. And really, you're looking at Pickens more as the traditional like boom, bust, wide receiver three-ish type guy, rather than the reliable wide receiver two you've come to expect over the past month or so. Yeah, we've been we've been with you on that one on this desk. I mean, you have questions about their quarterback and offensive line. You said the volume with Deontay Johnson and Pickens has been awesome, but a lot of that is based on volume as well. Right, and and to the point, like Pickens made the hate list this week as well. Exactly. For, for me, Denny, like small sample size, but that week one game with Deontay Johnson in the you know in the lineup, right? To your point, a fifteen percent. Uh, target share it's not a great matchup with the rams by the way either they allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers so i like the yeah. call i like the call I, I like I, the shirt i like the call i like the shirt i don't like your parenting style <laughs> two for three that's that's okay i'll take i'll take two out of three listen real quick uh the rams allow 41 percent target share against slot receivers that's the highest in the league so it is Deontay's season that's what i'm saying yeah oh i like that denny like how that about call. a how about a positive regression guy yeah, well, yeah, you have Marquise Brown, who last week uh, didn't exactly put food on the table for you with 190 air yards against the Rams. 
uh, he had 34 real yards. Okay, so it turned out not to be great. But here's a guy who's seeing about half the air yards in the Cardinals offense. And Josh Dobbs is throwing downfield at a, at a good clip, top eight clip in the league right now. He's being aggressive. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, whatever you want to call him, is the only game in town when it comes to downfield shots in this Arizona offense. I think we would all be on the same page and thinking that the Cardinals will be chasing points uh, throughout this game against the Seahawks. They are, they are heavy underdogs headed into this game. So I, I really do like Marquise Brown as just a strict, you know, a, a volume option here. A, a guy who could easily see 12 targets against Seattle. Danny on fire today with this energy and this food on the table stuff. Uh, very good. <laughs> uh, I believe in the talent of Marquise Brown, just perennially underrated. The Cardinals are seven and a half point dogs at Seattle. Seattle's defense has actually been very strong this past couple times out. Yes. More than expected, but I would expect that that may regress as well. I don't think that's I don't think that's a top eight defense in the league like they've been playing the past couple of weeks. If so, I, I agree with you. Super explosive player, Marquise Hollywood Brown. To your point, Denny, they are seven and a half point underdogs right now on DraftKings, so they should be throwing against Seattle's pass defense, which is kind of middle of the pack, fifteenth against the pass over the last four weeks. But if Marquise Brown, whose nickname is Hollywood, right? So he's explosive, like he's exciting. His nickname's Correct. Hollywood Brown. Yes. What city should we name Denny after? Like, is he like Kalamazoo Carter? Like, you know, Andover Carter? I'm just curious if we have a, have a city. Again, Marquise Brown is Hollywood. Yeah. So I'm just curious what, what Denny you would be. What he's an city? East Lansing man. East Lansing, yeah, East East Lansing yeah. Carter. There we go. Yep. Anywhere where, where, you know, everyday hardworking Americans are, that's that you can name me after that city all, all day. That's fine. Mm. Pittsburgh nope. Carter. Yeah. yeah Milwaukee. Par- Milwaukee. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate East Lansing. I do like Denny, and I hate East Lansing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, so I don't think it's so want to be. But I think, I think the Midwest is right. I think you're, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, hardworking, you know, yeah. uh, no uh, – you know, no uh, fanciness, no, uh, <laughs> no you know, l- yeah, kind of, you're kind of Johnny Lunchpail. Yeah. Yeah. You're oh, yeah, no, I, I literally, I have a lunch pail on my desk as I write these articles. You guys don't even know. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I uh, absolutely believe it. All right. Um, I think, uh, I, I think I'm supposed to, one, one guy that was in your column, <laughs> Denny, one column that was in your, and uh, one guy that was in your column, which is, by the way, available for free on rotorworld.com, NBCSports.com, on Company Man that is a positive regression candidate, and I absolutely love this call, is Matthew Stafford, uh, who's also in Hollywood, of course. Uh, like, just the idea that, you know, Stafford, third most pass attempts uh, per game this season. Like, so he's throwing a ton. The touchdown passes haven't been there, and I think it's a due to some bad luck, right? I mean, last week, Puka Nakua and Tyler Higby both should have had receiving touchdowns. Neither did. They both dropped it. Here's you see it here on your screen for those of you watching live. Here's the Puka touchdown. Should have had it. Didn't come up with it. It bounces off the uh, off the turf. That's another reason why I'm so high on Puka. Everyone's just like, ah, he didn't have a great game. They just didn't uh, throw very much. But, you know, uh, and uh, right here, this is, uh, this is the Higby one. Just bounces off his fingers. Come on, Higby. you got to come up with that. That's a catch. Yeah. You've got to make. It's brutal. Um, uh, so, too bad. That was just last week. But, you know, for, for the season – Stafford has a 2.6 per 10 touchdown rate. His career average is 4.6. And the only quarterbacks with a lower touchdown rate this season, Mac Jones, Derek Carr, Zach Wilson. Like, it's, yeah. he's too good. They throw too much. His receivers are too talented for him to be this um, low on the touchdown rate. Yeah, I mean, he's just gotten brutally unlucky. And also, it's worth noting that since Cooper Cup has returned to the L.A. lineup, 
uh, the Rams have gone back to their pass heavy ways inside the 10 yard line. That's something that they definitely got away from with with Cooper Cup out, you know, intentionally, I'm sure. Kyron Williams was seeing a lot of those carries inside the 10. They've gone back to a pass, pass happy approach in that area. That's important. I really, I really do see a you know multi touchdown week coming for Stafford. And you're talking about a guy who had a seven, almost a seven percent touchdown rate in this offense two years ago. Uh, so I, I do, I do really like him going forward. Yep, big bounce back spot for Matthew. Uh, on the negative regression side, uh, Danny Kyle Pitts, who was seven for eighty-seven and then four for forty-three with the tutty last week, seems to be trending the right direction. But his route rate is down 64% the past two weeks. Johnny Smith continues to be a thing. You, are, you think the Kyle Pitts, this isn't real. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you, you, you have to start him because the waiver wire is barren. You're not getting any great tight end options uh, off the wire that could replace Pitts. Uh, but really, he's getting away with a, a little bit because he does not have that strong route rate that he had uh, in the first, you know, three or four weeks of the season, which he which he wasn't doing anything with it. Okay, so I, I do understand that. But at a, at a sixty percent route rate, it, you kind of get a little nervous about, uh, you know, whether he can get there each week doing that. I will say one thing though: it seems that Arthur Smith has sort of conceded guys a little bit that he can't do the three yards in a cloud of dust thing all season, and the 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 drop it, the drop rate over expected for the Falcons has uh, shown that, has reflected that in recent weeks. So I do I do think that that could save a guy like Pitts over the long run. You can catch Denny for his live fantasy football Q&A right after happy hour at 1 p.m. Eastern time on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Denny, thanks for bringing the Halloween spirit to the show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Everyone, uh, when you go to do his live Q&A, ask him what city. I want suggestions yes. for Denny Carter's city, what it should be. Whether yeah. He's got a good last name for yeah. a city to Car- go in yes. front of it. Blank yes. Carter, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to Fay- be a short one. Like Fayetteville a- Carter. Fayetteville Carter's not bad. That one's bad. Okay. Again, we need, like, Midwest, hardworking, good, you know, good solid-of-the-earth people. Yep. Yeah. No for yeah. thought. Yeah, the, the anti-Hollywood. No. What Denny <laughs> Carter is. Hey, good luck, Thanks, on, uh, good luck on the uh, Q&A. Thanks, Danny. Thank Thanks. You. Appreciate Thanks, you. Very important. Biggest headline, I think, of the day. We are going somewhere, not you, but we are going to be live in Philadelphia. If you are in the Philadelphia area, in the the greater Philadelphia area, and you would like to see us in person, you can do so this Sunday. What does someone get if they show up in the Matthew Berry Halloween costume? There's got to be some kind of prize. Uh, Even if it's just an appetizer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they eat for free. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely they, they eat and drink for free if they show up in a Matthewberry costume. What if they come dressed as uh, as Jay? Oh, you know what sorry. I mean? Like so like whatever, just you know, some WNBA jersey, <laughs> yep. but like not like a good one. Like holding like a boomerang and some Vegemite, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really, <laughs> typically what I walk around <laughs> with yeah. at all times. People say that's Jay. Right. Throwing boomerangs in the NBC office. With a with a you know, like with like a parlay calculator around your neck. You know, like but where yeah. But look, it's calculated, but it's a specifically it's a yeah. parlay odds yeah, calculator. Right. And you wear it around your neck like Flavor Flav. Didn't know they made them. We are eating good in the neighborhood this Sunday when the fantasy football pregame show broadcasts live from Applebee's in Philadelphia. The restaurant at 9142 Roosevelt Boulevard opens at 1030 a.m. And pregame kicks off at 11. Come on out early to start your tailgate party with us this Sunday. And ask your sit-star questions ahead of the big Sunday night football matchup between the Dolphins and Eagles. And if you're not in Philly, you can watch this show live on Peacock and on the NBC Sports YouTube channel from your couch like me. By the way, I found out this is very exciting. 
We're going to have Dollaritas. Oh, We're wow. having Dollaritas. I'm going to be drunk by the second hour. How many hour. Dollaritas can you get down in, oh. in one show? Is this a dare? Yeah, yeah, yeah I absolutely. Will do it. Yes. Jay, I will do it. Need a market. Need a market, Jay. Need a market. Over, under. Yeah, uh, four and a half. That's, and that's, yeah, four that's, and a half. All right, four and a half. Maybe four and a half in two hours. I might be able to do that. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Matt W., uh, saying uh, to Connor, because you said 9142 or 1942. The answer is 9142 yeah, Roosevelt uh, <laughs> uh, Boulevard. Address of the Applebee's on your copy has been in conflict with the graphic this week. <laughs> Matthew Berry costume makers need to know. That's right. All right, Matt W. showing up in a Matthew Berry costume, which means he's going to eat for free. <laughs> free Applebee's dinner uploading from Philadelphia Prometheus. That sounds like Blake's burner account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dollaritas, Eight. the place will be a nut house. I cannot. <laughs> I, I, you have no idea From how excited, how excited I am about the Dollaritas. You have no idea how excited I am about uh, the Dollaritas at Applebee's. By the way, in case anyone was wondering, admission is free. Doors open at 1030. Show starts at 11. Come on out. Uh, you know, you might get a chance to get on air. Get your week seven questions answered. It's going to be raucous. Yeah. We can't wait. Philadelphia is a hell of a sports town these days, yeah. right? It's all happening It's, it's all happening. We got months. the Phillies. We got the Eagles. Like, it's going to be... A uh, great show, so cannot wait to see everyone in Philadelphia. And for those that can't join us, please tune in on Peacock or the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. Use uh, hashtag FFPregame to get your questions in, Connor Rogers. We are taking our first break. When we are back, it's What's on Tap, the biggest games total-wise for the weekend, right after this. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Sunday night, two of the NFL's most explosive offenses meet in Philadelphia when the high-flying Dolphins take on the Eagles. Get ready for what could be a shootout at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. What's on Tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football and a fridge full of beer, but these are the games we're locking in on with some of the highest totals going into the weekend. And with that, of course... We are starting with Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins traveling to Philadelphia. Reminder, these guys will be here for fantasy football pregame. And, man, what a, a oh. amount of skill talent in this game. So I'll ask you this, Matthew. Call your shot. Which player in this game finishes with the most fantasy points? The most fa- I think it's Jalen Hurts. I, I, I mean, look, I, I think any one of them could be right, to be honest. And you, you sit here. You see, look, you see this. I'm, can you pan out a little bit? There you go. I'm 
sitting next to Waddle here. Bye, Jay. My boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we don't Crouch need Jay in the Waddle shot. In. Jay in the shot. There you go. Uh, but I think it's Jalen Hurts. Look, he's, he was my ride or die last year. He's my number one quarterback for this week as well. He's had at least 24 points in 50% of his games this season. Dolphins allow the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. 275 passing yards in four straight for him. He's, at least, he's had at least one rushing touchdown in three of the last four games, guys. Like, again, the brotherly shove, whatever you want to call it, the tush push. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, none of those answers would shock me. It wouldn't shock me if DeAndre Swift has a monster game, Tyreek, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, Tua, but I'm going with Jalen Hurts. That's where I'm calling my shot for the number one player, the most fantasy points in that game. Yeah, I think with Jalen Hurts, the, the perception is a little skewed because real life, he hasn't been that great, and he's right. got seven picks on the season, which is one more than he had all of last season. Right. But fantasy-wise, he's still providing value. It's just the interceptions are hurting him in real life. I'm going to say A.J. Brown. Uh, I think the Dolphins... Their boundary corner situation is not very good until yeah. Jalen Ramsey comes back. Uh, Eli Apple is not being good. Zavin Howard is not being the same guy. I just think about what Stefan Diggs did to them a couple of weeks ago. He just sure. completely lit them up. I think A.J. Brown can do the same thing. That game with an over-under at 51.5. So a lot of points expected on Sunday Night Football. And the same could be said for the Chargers traveling to Kansas City against the Chiefs. The Chiefs favored by 5.5 points in this game. The over-under pretty close. It's at 48 in this one. And Jay... Better play this week, Josh Palmer or Rasheed Rice? Yeah, a bit of uncertainty about both of them. I think Palmer is the better choice just because he's got a higher floor. He has had 22 targets over the past three weeks. Pretty confident the Chargers are going to be needing to throw to keep up with Kansas City. We keep expecting the Rasheed Rice breakout to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Whereas Josh Palmer, pretty sure that his role is going to be secure as the number two guy in that offense in the passing game. Well, as you see there on the screen, so I have Palmer at 31. I have Rice at 35 this week among wide receivers. So I'm going with Palmer as well. But I do think it's actually closer than you think. But just to talk up Palmer here for one second, since week four, he's got basically a 25% target share on the Chargers. He's had at least 60 yards in three straight games. And you think back to that last week game against the Cowboys, like he had that 50-yard reception called back due to the penalty. Like I think if that doesn't get called back, you know, maybe the narrative on Palmer is a little bit different, but still a key part of a very good offense. So I prefer him. It's There's also more of a narrow, you know, target tree, if you will, for the Chargers, right? I mean, it's, it's Keenan Allen, it's Austin Eckler, it's Josh Palmer. That's really it. I yep. mean, yeah, they use Everett some, but like it's really like those are the guys versus, you know, Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and MVS and Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and the running backs. And Nicole Hardman. I was saying Nicole Hardman now. now. Right. Infamous waiver wire target this week. Hunter, I would say, though, I mean, I have Rice at 35. Double-digit fantasy points three of the past four games. He's, again, tied for the team lead in red zone targets. Chargers do allow the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, guys. Our last game here, guys, a little bit of a drop-off. Packers at Broncos. The over-under is set at 45. Listen, when the Broncos are playing, a lot of bad defense is expected. You're going to see a lot of high totals. And Barry, Aaron Jones, a lot of injury time this yeah. year. What's the trust level in him, assuming he's back in this game, against a very vulnerable run defense? I think that's the key, right? It's just such a good matchup since week three. No team in the NFL has allowed more rushing yards per game than the Denver Broncos. They're also the worst scoring defense in the NFL since week three. Obviously, some of that is skewed by that 70 points that they gave up. But look, the, the Broncos have just been bad. They're also bad against pass-catching running backs. Aaron Jones, when he's been out there, has got a 15% target share. So, you know, hey, and 
they're getting nothing from A.J. Dillon, too. So they're going to want to move the ball. I like the fact that they're coming off the bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. This is an important game for the Packers season. Um, so I expect him to come out, play well, and I expect Aaron Jones to be a big part of that. So he's my running back 10 this week. Yeah. I'm starting him. If he's out there, I'm starting him. It's a very weird game. Do this one just in general, the fact that the Packers are one-point favorites on the road that. in Denver. I'm not sure they should really be favored on the road, particularly what Jordan Love showed last time out. I think the look-ahead line on this before the season was like Broncos minus three and a half, and now it's flipped to Packers minus one because of how bad Denver has been. To me, the most interesting guy in this matchup is Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. He's, he had 25 targets in two weeks, and then he's just completely disappeared last game with Christian Watson and his involvement being ramped up. So is, is Dobbs just an afterthought in the offense now that Watson is back, or is he going to go back to being a guy who can get eight targets? And again, we'll see how it plays out, but the expectation is that Patrick Sertain is going uh, to be on Christian Watson. And so does Dobbs get more love here? They'll also have uh, Luke Musgrave back in this game. He's missed the last couple of games as well. He's been in and out, you know, with the, with the concussion. So... Musgrave runs a bunch of routes and we just the problem is is that to your point we haven't seen the full Packers offense we haven't you know Jones has been out Musgrave's been out Watson was out earlier in the year like we haven't seen this entire it's been a mess and so they've been it's been patchwork this whole season in Jordan Love's first year as a starter so I don't want to throw any judgments until we see like what this whole offense looks like because I think LaFleur is a pretty good coach yeah I think so too and I think that to me there's three quarterbacks who are super interesting this week two of them coming out of the bye Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love sure and then quite a massive game for Jared Goff outside against Baltimore in conditions but Jordan Love for the purposes of this game I mean what are you expecting from Love after he's coming off probably his worst performance right he was holding the ball a lot he wasn't accurate he was mm-hmm. late on a couple of downfield yeah. throws that he had open I think they're going to just try to coach him up to play faster and the fact they can lean on the run in this game makes that a little easier yeah. it's life is easier when you can lean on the run and all teams have to do against the Broncos is exactly that right? you think back to Zach Wilson didn't need to do anything against this team and we know how inconsistent he can be Jay I want to throw one more back to you obviously on this segment we talk about the highest point totals this is at 45 Packers don't have a bad defense do you think this is a sneaky underplay or is there too much volatility here? no I do like the under just because the Broncos defense hasn't been good this year but they did show something against Kansas City I just this was one of the best defenses in the NFL last year I just don't buy that they're going to be the worst defense in the NFL right. the rest of the way. I think Satane, the fact that he should be able to lock down Christian Watson, I think that is huge. Satane's the one guy who's actually been fine. It's just the rest of the defense has been terrible. I think they will get better. I think that'll show up against the Packers. That'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. We are taking one more break. When we're back, it is last call. Jay and I, we got pickup lines for Matthew before they head to Philly. And you know what, Connor? You're also easy to enjoy. Thank you. You're like the Bud Light of this show. Wow. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through... It's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down, or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. 
Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Time for pickup lines. It's Friday. Jay and I each are going to pitch Matthew on a bet. He can only take one. Jay had a great one with Drake London last week. I got I to hand it. Thank you, Connor. Yes. Yeah, thank you. What do you got this week? The uh, pickup lines has been a very good segment for this show. They have, they have generally all. I think yeah. I think we've missed one, and by we I mean Lawrence. Um, <laughs> He's not here to defend. Himself. Yeah, correct. <laughs> which is, you take the shot. But no, Lawrence. Lawrence has been red hot no, all season. So. I think literally last week was his first miss, and literally the first miss of the season. Yep. No, indeed. Yep. I've. Uh, Dressed up for you today, Matthew, I to be sure. My uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> it's a short-lived Jimmy Butler yeah. Sixers jersey. Right. I'm taking the Chiefs minus five and a half. Here's why. Okay. One, rest advantage for mm-hmm. Kansas City. They had the Thursday game. They got yep. extended rest. Chargers coming off the Monday night game and traveling on the road. And here's the main thing. I think this game is decided through the air, as Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert matchups typically are. The Chiefs quietly have the third most efficient pass defense in the NFL. The Chargers have the f- fourth worst pass defense in the NFL. They fixed Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was having a terrible year, and then he looked amazing against the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Yeah, you yeah. know who's also pretty good at quarterback? Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Right, yeah. I think that Mahomes, with the extended break, I think their passing offense will click more, and I think the Chiefs will blow the Chargers out. Minus five and a half. I think it should be closer to seven. And Mikko Hardman's back. And Mikko Hardman's yeah, back. The missing don't, piece. The missing piece of right. the Chiefs yeah, offense. Exactly. Don't uh, discount that. All right, Connor, what do you got? All right. Browns at Colts under 40 and a half. Listen, number one, Jim Schwartz is a menace to society when it comes to touchdowns being scored. The Browns games are averaging 34.4 points per game. Four of the five Browns games have gone under 40 and a half. One game went over this number. However, it was in part to two Steelers defensive touchdowns in week two. It was a fluke. It was a complete fluke. Deshaun Watson, yes, him coming back probably bumps this number up on DraftKings. But I don't think – Deshaun Watson said it himself. I'm not going to be myself. They are going to lean on the run. Gardner Minshew, I mean, good luck against the Browns' defense. I don't expect a lot of points at all. Yep, and Deshaun Watson has been officially listed as questionable. Looks right. like he'll probably play, but not 100%. Game time decision, probably. I like, uh, so I like both bets. I appreciate both enticing <laughs> offers. I wish I could go home with both of you. Yes. I may, when I'm done with one of the others, I may <laughs> text you saying, you know, where are you at? Uh, roll through, whatever. Yeah, roll through. You know, roll yeah. Roll through, roll tie. Yeah, roll through, roll tie. Um, but ultimately... I'm gonna go with Jay. It's okay. You're gonna fill it this no, weekend. Here's the thing. Right. I, I, I'm no, with you on no, the. No. I'm with you on the Cleveland defense. My only concern is the Colts defense, which over the last four weeks is 25th against the run, 25th against in scoring defense. So I do think with even a you know half healthy Deshaun Watson, I think they'll be able to move the ball against uh, against the Browns. So I agree with you. Like I just I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather bet with Patrick Mahomes lighting up the Chargers on a short week uh, at home than I would, you know, on um, 
Although, I mean, I like the idea of the Browns and Colts not scoring points. I certainly do. I, I like think, both bets. Yeah. I like both bets. Like I said, when I'm done with Jay, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. up? Where are you at? And that's Roll been a good through. strategy this yeah. year. Yeah. That's, it's it's yeah. paid off. Exactly. Uh, but, Lawrence um, will get in on the fun on Sunday. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I like the under in that game as well. I don't, still don't think people really have acknowledged that Cleveland defense is the best in the league it's great. by margin. Thousand, thousand percent. But uh, I, like, uh, I like the Chiefs minus five and a half. And uh, I'll use promo code Barry on DraftKings. Yep. It won't work because I've already signed up. But, yeah. yeah, for those of you who haven't, you, you should. Maybe hey, that's the end of the show. <laughs> you know what it means? It's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Philadelphia, we'll see you at Applebee's on Roosevelt Boulevard. Everyone else will see you on Peacock at 11 a.m. For Jane, Connor, I'm Matthew. Good luck this week. Peace out. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing.